All right, everybody. Welcome yeah. back to another episode of the Midgar Minute Podcast. I am Chris, joined as always by my lovely and faithful co-host, Nick. Nick, how are you doing on this fine day? Greetings. I'm doing pretty well over on my end. I'm excited to talk about the highly acclaimed Final Fantasy flip phone mm. mobile game. Some say it's the best flip phone game ever made. Uh, I think I heard one guy say that once, but I don't know. I don't know if I trust that guy. Um, but you know who I do trust with my Ooh, with my life. Um, do tell us. Uh, and I, I would I would take a bullet for these folks. Uh, the Mosey Gang. <laughs> Uh, and uh, who is the Mosey Gang, you may be asking, dear listener at home? Well, it's uh, the name that we've given our lovely group of supporters here who uh, contribute to the podcast and help us uh, keep this thing going, even though we're, you know, we really are drives by our, our passion and love for Japanese flip phone games. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the other people who, uh, who uh, provide passion for us uh, the people, the lovely members of the Mosey Gang, Scott, Kyle, AJ, Danny, Kevin, Jillian, Brienne, Matt, Sam, Charlotte, Cameron, Garrett, Dan M, Ryan, Petros, Matt M, and Thios48. Thank you so, so much for your lovely, lovely support. And if you want to get your name on this lovely list, this ever-growing list oh, yeah. <laughs> of lovely people, and get access to our Discord, all you gotta do is give us one measly gill a month, and uh, you get access to our Discord, and, you know, we do stuff, we do game nights in there, we talk about stuff, mods, we're talking a lot about the remake mods for PC, and other crazy shenanigans. We'll so watch, a lot of, watch a lot of premieres to together and stuff. We do, yeah, any sort of, like, big game events and stuff that are going on, like the, we did in the Nintendo Direct and things like that, so if any of that stuff sounds good to you... Uh, we have links in uh, the episode description and in our social media bios. But links. without further ado, let us jump into chapter 17 of Before Crisis. And uh, last chapter, uh, things uh, sort of were popping off, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, we found out, well, well we already knew that Rufus was the, the traitor, the, the Shinra traitor working for Avalanche and kind of almost like the shadow leader of Avalanche, really. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of really like we didn't know, like we knew he was giving them information, but it really kind of, he was a lot more involved uh, <laughs> than we were previously led on to. But uh, then he gets double-crossed by our, our good old friend Fujito, who uh, is, you know... Kind of, I don't know. Seems kind of like just like an asshole. We don't really, <laughs> we don't really know what his true intentions are at this point. But maybe we'll learn about that in this oh, chapter. Oh, who knows? Maybe. And uh, Elfie, uh, we found that Elfie, who whose real name is Felicia, who I, I don't, I still don't think that's going to stick for me personally, um, until it probably sticks within the game itself. <laughs> uh, we found out that a that's her real name, and b she's also Verdot's daughter. Uh, which was kind of like a, whoa. <laughs> big, big WTF moment. As everything was going on, and we're, you know, in the, the Mako reactor in Corel, things are already, like, we're already, tensions are already high because we know what happens in Corel and all this, you know, the things that will happen there sh soon, I'm sure. Um, so things were already high. We met Barrett for, like, 10 seconds, <laughs> and, and uh, he got stuck holding a, a giant boulder in the in a cave somewhere. And uh, some say he's still holding that boulder to this day, uh, as far as we know, at least. <laughs> and uh, yeah, as things were starting to get sort of to their fever pitch, uh, and we're trying to now we're we're trying to save Rufus or at least get him back to headquarters. And uh, Fujito is basically trying to blow up the reactor, and yeah. Uh, some something Sears, I think. I believe it's Sears, or as as I've actually learned to find out, um, his his actually name is Shears, um, ah. like like the garden tool. And I honestly, I think what it is, it's probably like an Aerith Eris situation, mm. where like the Japanese sort of like, uh, I I don't know what to properly call it as, but the the sort of Japanese English version of Sears, I think, would be. She is, 
or you know something Cheers. like that. I gotcha. <laughs> so I wonder. Yeah, I, I think that's because I was actually looking up um, like his wiki and stuff before we record were recording this, and I was like. Why can't I find him? And then it was like, oh, it was it's Shears like with an H. I was like, oh, okay, that would explain. <laughs> that's a <it>. that's <laughs> a a weird difference, but um, yeah, he uh, falls onto shotgun, and we fall into the base of the reactor and are not dead somehow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's kind of where it leaves off. It kind of is, and I think the what the the big cliffhanger from last chapter was that Scarlet was going to make her way to Corel, but uh, spoilers, we don't see her just yet. Not quite. And <laughs> in, in, she doesn't show up quite yet in this chapter, but uh, this, this chapter is really mainly more focused on Shotgun and our, our good old pal Sears, which I'm just going to call him Sears, <laughs> hmm. uh, trying to make their way out of the Maka reactor and, uh, it was kind of interesting at first because I was like, all right, well, clearly this is going to be the point where, you know, we're going to maybe get to learn a little bit more about Sears because he's one of those characters that is not really has kind of like shown some like you there's something going on with you, but he hasn't really been given a, a chance to really shine as a character so far. Right. Um, aside from being like, I'm an angry guy who hates Shinra and likes to punch stuff, <laughs> you know. So right. I was kind of, I was kind of intrigued to uh, when I saw that that was going to be the focus of this chapter. I'm like, okay, you know, now that we've had this sort of big revelation about uh, Elfie, Aka Felicia, <laughs> that uh, now, okay, maybe we'll learn a little bit more about Sears and maybe the rest of Avalanche, and maybe it's not just so surface level as like. Uh well, we don't like Shinra, and that's why we're doing this. Which I mean, that's definitely part of their <laughs> their uh, motivation. But I feel like there's definitely, uh, as we will come to see here, maybe there's a little bit more to uh, our good old pal Sears, and you know, maybe he'll become a bit more of a real boy <laughs> over the course of this chapter. But uh, yeah, let me see here. So yeah, we basically we start kind of just right off the gate. Uh, at the bottom of the reactor, and we meet up with our pal Sears here. And uh, we, and I like how initially it starts off as a boss fight, you know, because as you would expect at this point, you'd be like, oh, well, shit, I got to fight him now. Uh, and we do fight him, and then it's... I, I love that because of the way, the, the gameplay that we're watching, you know, and Shotgun, you know, it's kind of a, a meme at this point, how she just kind of shoots everything and kills it in one hit. Uh, well, she does that with Sears, even though I think Sears was one of the only enemies that did was not like that uh, when we first yeah, encountered it took him. Yeah, it took him like a uh, number of hits the first time we encountered him, but it looks like shotguns work to a place where it takes maybe just like three hits to knock yeah, him out. but this time, this time it only does take about one or two, and then we cut back and the shotgun's like, hey, uh, are you injured? Like, <laughs> are you, you're not fighting at 100%. And he's like, shut up. And he's being all uh, Sundari about it. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it's kind of also, you know, kind of hard to tell, obviously, with the limitations. And, you know, something that I think will come up again uh, later in this discussion is I feel like this one of the this chapter is one of the chapters I feel like is so like hamstrung by the limitations of the, the platform it's on. And just like, you know, obviously the, the date, you know, the year came out and things like that. Um, and it makes me more excited to see how they're going to re-implement this stuff into ever crisis. Cause I've said it before and I'll say it again when the moment comes up, but I feel like there's definitely some moments in this game that are meant to be a little bit more like, dramatic and uh you know some more emotional things happen and i just feel like it doesn't it just doesn't come across too well um in this this gumby world that we're in <laughs> but let, let me not let's not get too ahead of ourselves here um so as shotgun and uh sears are talking to each other they get interrupted by some chimera well, i just want to before we move forward i think what mm -hmm speaks to your point earlier about shotgun being able to handle shears very easily here 
is that when she's talking to him, when she asks him, like, hey, are you injured? That's kind of her going, like, why was I able to take you out so easily? And it's yeah, kind yeah, of implied that, that shock that uh, Shears broke Shotgun's fall when she fell down, mm-hmm. basically, into this bunker, which would explain why she's barely injured, but she's able to take on Shears pretty easily when, before this, he was a pretty viable threat. Yeah, absolutely. And that was, yeah, I, I, I think I totally was, that's the point I was going to make before, and it just totally <laughs> lap, lapped myself in uh, with my own words here. But, uh, yeah, it's, because uh, it, it, the way that they showed it in the previous chapter, it was kind of ambiguous, I guess. Like, it kind of looked like, it, you obviously knew it was one of the avalanche people, but you couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, I probably wasn't going to be Fujito, but... Uh, you weren't sure if it was a deliberate thing, and we'll find out later if it was or if it wasn't. Um, but the way that they actually, kind of an interesting thing to talk about is that the way that they do the sort of the storytelling in this chapter is not like how they've done it in other chapters, where it's very sort of segregated. Like here, we're going to talk about stuff and then do a bunch of combat. Whereas in this chapter, the thing that I've noticed is the they tried to do this storytelling while the fights are going on, and I'm not sure. I mean, there's definitely you know moments where they're talking, but and not in combat. But I feel like they were trying to do that a little bit more, maybe to sort of condense a lot of stuff uh, going on. You know, because this, you know, obviously... Well, I a... felt that it added a total element of, like, cinematic to it. Like, I actually Yeah, think it was... I... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, it does kind of like what I was saying earlier of, like, those things were like, man, if this had voice acting in it, and if it was done, like, on a higher quality level, it would be, like, that would really push this game overboard to me. And it's like, I've definitely, I know I've said it with other things that have, uh, you know, on, on previous episodes, but... I don't know, this chapter in particular, and there are certain, I, I took a little bit of glimpse into future chapters, and I'm like, oh, oh boy, uh, <laughs> I just, I think we're gonna, we're gonna start getting to the point where we we're going to start sort of hitting the ceiling a little bit in terms of the, um, the, the boundaries that this game has in terms of its, you know, graphical limitations and, and engine limitations, and, but they're still... You know, I got to commend them. They're still pushing it. You know, they're, it's not like they're just like, you know, they're they're taking this format that they're in and kind of maximizing it to the best of their ability. And it's such a interesting, you know, little thing that, you you know, you never would have thought something like this, that they would go to this extent for this sort of game that like nobody was going to play or nobody outside of Japan was going to play, you know. Yeah, but I, I still don't even know how successful it was in Japan. So, you know, to think that they would put this level of, uh, you know, care and uh, innovation, I guess, into something like this, still kind of blows my mind. But it does. Um, it definitely, it definitely leads to some weird things. Um, you know, like different, like the, what they try to do with the gameplay segments sometimes, and try to make them a little bit, you know, different and. You know, so I guess it's not just the boring same, you know, oh, just go over here and shoot a guy sort of thing. Um, like the uh, <laughs> like the tiny Bronco stuff and, you know, other little yeah. weird. But, you know, actually, come to think of it, um, Crisis Core had stuff like that, too, didn't it? Where, like, you had those segments where you had to, like, cut the missiles in half as they were mm-hmm. coming towards you and, like, the sniping missions and things yeah, like or that. Yeah, like you so. were on the back of the truck and you had to use a turret. While the truck was in motion. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah, that was yeah, and, and uh, that was in Dirge, I think actually. So yeah, maybe hey, maybe there's a theme, you know, maybe there, <laughs> maybe that's the true spirit of Final Fantasy VII. That's uh, you know, the one through line <laughs> through all these games mm. is, uh, you know, and then of course you know an OG, I guess, would snowboarding be that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Snor- snowboarding, well, snowboarding be, but... the whole golden saucer segment. Yeah, I guess like, like all that, the like mini yeah. games and sort of like different gameplay sort of stuff. But you know, I guess oh, yeah. considering the limitations of being a flip phone game, it's always <laughs> it's you know it's always more interesting to see how they uh, they try and go about 
and right. make it more, you know, so try to keep it fresh instead of, because this is easily a game that could just fall stale so quickly, and it doesn't. As far from from my perspective so far, I still I'm still pretty engaged uh, in this game so far, and I feel like there's <laughs> there's so many ways and and like if if you ever told me that I would be interested in a game like this, I would probably laugh in your face. <laughs> but I'm laughing in my own face now. But anyways, to to continue on with the with the chapter at hand here. Um, so yeah, we we you know Sears and Shotgun kind of you know we start to see a little bit of something going on there where you know Shotgun is starting to you know be like hey like you know I could you know I'm I'm trying to be you know you're you're. Uh, how 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 do I want to say this? Uh, it's well, like I kind of wants... like that she kind of takes charge here. That the two of them split up to kind of take on the Chimeras themselves. And after Shotgun yeah. defeats them first, she kind of runs up behind Shears. Shears is just straight up like, "If you're gonna shoot, then shoot." And Shotgun's like, "Nope, you're gonna be my navigator around here because yeah, I don't know where the here. yeah I don't know where the hell I am, and you're quite familiar with this place, aren't you?" Um, yeah, yeah. So, so like, right okay. away they find like a mutual reason for working together. Uh, sh- you know, Shears will help Shotgun get out of here, and Shotgun's the much needed firepower for a banged up Shears. Exactly, and it's like yeah, like oh, we have a nice little team up going, and that's when I was like, oh, okay, so th- we're gonna we we might explore. We gonna learn some shit. We gonna learn some stuff about some things, and you know, maybe learn a little bit more about Shotgun who. I feel like we said in the last couple chapters has been seeing a bit more character development uh, as of late. And Pretty I think much it's ever definitely... since she met Yuffie. Yeah. I mean, I think there was... We saw a little bit of it with the Nibelheim stuff. It was like, mm-hmm. that was kind of the beginnings of it. Right. Where she had just... Like, she had not even really considered. Like, she was always, like, you know, a, a company girl first, first and foremost, you know? Yeah. And then it's like, hmm, well, now they're asking me to commit war crimes, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know right. if I'm down with that. Even though I feel like it's... And, and it does, honestly enough, get brought up uh, between uh, Shotgun and Sears at one point. Where, you know, he's like, why do you do... Why are you with Shinra? You must know <laughs> what they're mm-hmm. up to. And she's like, yeah, but... You know, it's it. Uh, there's more to it than that, but I think I am getting a little we'll get bit ahead it. of myself here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we and then we do. Uh, we have a little sort of cutout to uh, all the other guys outside. Uh, Rufus, uh, Reno, Rude, and Sung outside waiting for, <laughs> waiting for Shotgun to come out. And at, at this point, it's also probably uh, important to note that at this point, the Maka reactor has been exploded. At this point. Yeah, it's totally collapsed. Uh, and it's something that I feel like they didn't, like, they were like, hey, Fujito's going to blow this thing up. And they're like, oh, shit, and we got to get out of here. And then we kind of wake up. When Shotgun wakes up uh, at the bottom of the reactor, it's, it has already been blown up. Uh, which, you know, probably <laughs> probably a good thing that they, you know, mm-hmm. for budgetary reasons, maybe, uh, you know, it's probably a smart idea. But, yeah, we see... You know, them being out like, oh, don't worry, she's going to make it. And, you know, Rufus is like, oh, when are you going to wake up and, you know, see reality that she's <laughs> dead and blah, blah, blah. Trying to, you know, Rufus trying to be Rufus, I guess. And they're like, right. no, she's going to make it. We believe in her. <laughs> right. But then we and cut then, to, uh, I was going to say, we cut to back to the two of them kind of making their way through. When they get ambushed by Avalanche, and I like Shotgun immediately just goes to like, one more move, and I'll shoot him. And then Shears just starts laughing, basically like, Shotgun, like, Avalanche has totally betrayed me. They're chasing yeah, it's me like the they're same coming way after they're chasing me too. you. Yeah. Exactly. And then, yeah, that's when things started getting a little interesting. Like, I kind of had a feeling that things were going to take this turn. Um, considering, like, because in the little bit of last chapter we saw, um, when... Elfie was having her moment, and she, you know, sort of was rushed out of the room by Sears, and then Fujito's just like, ah, go after them, too, and, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, okay, this is, like, we're we're starting to enter the, 
the true end game a little bit of like oh we're now now Fujito has been exposed as like the real bad guy and you know maybe maybe certain alliances will be made and certain you know enemy of my enemy is my friend type stuff will happen but you know maybe who you know we still got we still got well, a lot think, of this chapter I think to what go. you're starting to see too is the demonstration of what's different between Shinra and Avalanche, or should I even just say the Turks and Avalanche, right? Mm. Whereas with Shears, you have Fajito and Alfie Avalanche who have completely turned on him, tossed him aside. Um, He even says at one point that, like, yeah, to Fajito, uh, myself and the Ravens, we're disposable. But then when you cut back Mm -hmm. to the Turks, who in a sense just lost Shotgun, like, they can't let her go. Like, she's indisposable. They're They're like, she's going to make it out. She's going to make it out. You know, and that I think is, what, that what that also does is it distances the Turks from Shinra as well. Because then you have Rufus, mm-hmm. who's kind of acting on Shinra's behalf. He's like, oh, get over it. When are you going to face reality? She's gone. But the Turks themselves, I think what this game is starting to allude to a little bit is like, hey, the Turks really aren't all bad. And they really are kind of like this yeah, brotherhood like slash sisterhood. They are like a family they don't give up on each other. Verdot cares about those who work for him. Those who work for Verdot care about him. We saw that in the last couple chapters. So it's kind of mm-hmm. cool that the Turks are sort of emerging as like the quote-unquote heroes of the story here. You know, in yeah, more they're, ways they're than very one. Much, yeah, they're very much like, uh, I would say more like anti-hero-ish, but definitely leaning more towards the hero side, and especially in comparison to... <laughs> Uh, Avalanche, who definitely is not the heroes. Uh, they're definitely, and I like that sort of bait and switch that this game did of like, because you're going in expecting like, oh, you know, Avalanche is they're probably going to be, you know, the good guys that you're supposed to root for, right? But you know, the game was already set from a Turk's perspective, so you're like, oh, maybe they're going to try and, you know, uh, they're going to red pill us on the Turks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But we actually, well, we got actually got red pilled on avalanche, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was super interesting. And I like how they're trying to sort of deconstruct, you know, what, what is Shinra and like, what is the real difference between, like you said, like, what is the real difference between avalanche and Shinra and, mm-hmm. you know, that the Turks, you know, maybe, you know, aligned with a company that is does a lot of really messed up shit, and a lot of the times they're the ones that have to do that dirty shit. Um, but they they still care for each other, and it you know something and kind of you know I guess if you want to get like a really down into like the the nitty gritty and like meta sort of stuff, you know when you're fighting Avalanche, a lot of you know aside from obviously like the generals. A lot of the guys do kind of, they're just, you know, regular, <laughs> regular old dudes, you know, nameless grunt type things. And I, I maybe mm-hmm. might be, you know, sort of, uh, you know, YouTube uh, video essay going too much into it. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, it definitely is like, I wonder if that sort of the way that they have handled those the when you fight Avalanche in this game if that was sort of the, you know, implication, whereas like, you're never really, you know, I mean, obviously there are Turks that are, you know, not like the named ones that we know, you know, like two guns and we had martial art or Kung Fu and, uh, we met like a few others so far, you know, but they feel, you know, there's a lot more there and I'm sure that's probably just because this is a Turks focus, focus game, but Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it is definitely worth thinking about for sure. Because, you know, I hadn't really necessarily considered that until you just said it right now of how they, the portrayal of Avalanche compared to to the Turks, I guess, specifically. And uh, even though now kind of looking back on it, that kind of has been what they've been trying to do this whole entire time. <laughs> just it's it, it kind of phases in and out of being a little bit more uh, literal you know, and more yeah. being like, oh, kind of like, you know, you can kind of pick up little hints here and there. But I feel like this time they're very much like, see, see the difference. And, you know, as you know, and as all this is going on, we see Shotgun and, and, and Sears being more, you know, opening up to each other a little bit. Where as, you know, I mean, and to be honest, they don't really, aside from him being part of Avalanche and her being part of Shinra they don't really have a reason to be angry at each other, you know? And it's kind of, I wonder if they'll go into that level of it where it's like, 
And I, it almost feels like they're going to do that, where it's kind of like, you know, and they touched on it within the Yuffie chapter, where it's like, oh, you're part of this organization, but you're not a bad person, mm-hmm. per se. You know, like, yeah, you're you're complicit in things that they do, and, you know, you're associated with them, but that kind of, like, that doesn't really reflect on the people that are in the Turks or in, right. you know, that work in the other parts of Shinra. It's really more just, it's more just the higher ups of Shinra that are bad. And they're, the other people are just, you know, doing their jobs <laughs> for the most part. Not all, not all Shinra are bastards and not, I guess not all avalanche are bastards, I guess, but Barrett seems to be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Barrett and and his crew and the you know uh, Jesse Biggs and Wedge the radicals the only yeah the radicals they seem to be the most well adjusted people so far <laughs> in Avalanche that we've met. Uh, but anyways, yeah so yeah uh, we get attacked by the Ravens and you know uh, Sears is kind of saying like you know Fujito you know thinks we're all this disp- or the Ravens are expendable and. You know, that, you know, obviously led into that whole discussion we just had. (laughs) But uh, during that scuffle that we have with the the Ravens, uh, it looks like Sears drops some sort of a materia. And, well, you know, or at least that's, (laughs) that's supposedly what happened. That's what we're being told happened. Mm -hmm. uh, Because we, (laughs) it's not, not really uh, well represented here. Um, But yeah, she's like, oh, what is that? And it's, it's a materia that has a what was it a triangle sort of like prism on the inside of it uh pyramid uh, a pyramid pyramid yes which is uh you know obviously something special about that material and uh and of course sears you know shotguns is uh like hey what uh what is that about and he's like i don't know some material i found (laughs) just found it laying around (laughs) it's nothing special hmm Reminds me of someone else who had a non non so special materia. Mine doesn't do anything Thing at, all. at all. Yeah, solid. Definitely gave me that vibe for sure. Oh yeah. And uh, so yeah, we are basically, and I think maybe uh, since there's actually so much fighting in this chapter because we're you know running into a shit ton of avalanche to the point where. I think shotguns like where are you guys coming from? Like <laughs> this 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 reactor is supposed to be blown up, and it's like well, how are you guys still like where are you all coming from? <laughs> um, but yeah, well, there's a there's a lot of fighting, but in like I said, in between all these fights or as the fights are starting, we sort of uh, get little little bits of dialogue between shotgun and, and Sears, and you know, kind of just being like, hey. You know, what's, uh, what's going on? <laughs> like, what is the deal? And, uh, you know, we learn, like, it's, like, basically, like, piece by piece. Every every battle that we fight, we learn a little bit more about what's going on. And, you know, we learn that Sears is, you know, like, uh, Fujito's using Elfie. And, yeah. like, I mean, we kind of, at this point, kind of knew that <laughs> from his reaction uh, when she had her little episode last time. And he was very much just, like... You know, uh, yeah, we need to go. <laughs> we need to just make sure we get her and leave. And you're like, so, okay, there's something. She's obviously the potentially a key for something that we're, you know, some. She maybe contains some sort of MacGuffin or something <laughs> that, uh, you know, is, is important for Fujito's plan moving forward. I think and if I were to guess, which, I would just say it might just be as simple as the fact that whatever experiments they performed on her turned her into into the avalanche equivalent of a soldier. You know, I think, again, this is exemplified yeah. by, those, like, Sephiroth kind of having that respect for her really yeah. early in the game. And those, those observations were yeah. very, very strong in the beginning. Yeah, I- exactly. And, you know, this is further exemplified by the dialogue that comes after Um when the two of them are discussing it and shotguns basically trying to get a hold on what, okay. So what's Fajito's end game here where Shears basically tells, mm. tells us, Hey, he wants to destroy all life on the planet and return by returning it all to the live stream, which yeah, of course that makes me very think familiar. It's very dirge, <laughs> very dirge esque brings us right back mm. to dirge, the summoning of Omega. Um, 
Which again, it's funny, right? Because like, if you take this game with the compilation with Dirge, it again shows you Shinra and Avalanche not only had similar goals, but they had similar means of getting there. And just yeah, they it yeah. meant yeah using using somebody and to. I've been calling these motherfuckers a death cult this whole time, and it's good to see that they're literally a <laughs> death quite literally cult. a death cult. <laughs> Where yeah, they are very much like uh, our our good old pals in the deep ground, where oh, yeah. they're just like yeah, we just want to kill everything and everyone. And but hey, that's how we're meant to be. That's and you know it's interesting because as soon as I I saw this bit of dialogue that he wants to return them all to the live stream in particular, sent off alarm bells in my head of like wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a second. Where have I seen this before? Where have I seen this before? And it makes me again excited if if stuff like this gets reincluded into the the new narrative. That maybe because I don't again I don't know what happens to Fujito. I'm assuming mm-hmm. he probably doesn't make it out of this game. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna assume that maybe. But you know if we're working with uh, some new th- you know if if time is different. In this new whatever we're in now, mm-hmm. maybe uh, maybe Fujito and maybe he'll know, he'll learn about Deep Ground maybe and you know maybe uh, maybe Sonan comes back as a puppet for uh, for Deep Ground and maybe goes to Wu Tai and maybe Avalanche is still in Wu Tai and is like oh hey you guys wanna you guys wanna oh you wanna you want to bring everyone back into the live stream and summon Omega? Oh, maybe we can, maybe we can work together. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Maybe who knows? Maybe avalanche will return kind of like how deep ground has returned. And as, as a, another threat, maybe that we'll have to fight in remake. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it definitely, it, it started, it started sending fireworks in my brain. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, Ooh, this is their implications here that I'm not sure. Hopefully, something comes from it <laughs> yeah but uh you know that might just be my you know my fan brain being like oh yeah we just i just want all this stuff in here i just want it all to be reincorporated <laughs> and and i would love to see these characters come back and i feel like every time they sort of maybe hint at something like that and i think going forward uh maybe we'll we'll there might be a little bit more concrete of an assertion that that this stuff is going to come back in uh, in some meaningful way in the future, but before we get too ahead of ourselves, again, I feel like that is we have it's a known issue on this show that we we run into quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but we learn that Elfie has a, a material that embedded in her hand, which I was like, "Huh, that's a weird thing to sort of because there's like no way that we would know that, right?" But uh, Shotgun actually mentions that, like, oh, yeah, I feel like she activated it once and blocked all my attacks, and I guess that, I think that must have been when we first ran into her, like, all oh, those yeah. chapters ago, because, like, I was like, I don't remember that ever happening, <laughs> and I haven't, I, I didn't go back and look, but uh, I'm, I'm guessing that probably did happen, I mean, and, you know, we were saying before that Elfie when she was before we even knew who she was we were saying oh she gives off huge sephiroth vibes or like at least like a, a cloud and sephiroth vibe like there's some something not so right about her and like there's definitely something more to her and obviously we know at this point now that she is you know ever she's growing ever more crucial <laughs> to the to the plot uh, which is good because I feel like for a lot of this game so far I was kind of waiting for these sort of development developments to get made, you know, and I was just like, yeah, all this other stuff, you know, going back to uh, Wu Tai and you know hanging out with Sid and all this other stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's all well and good, but these new characters, I feel like there's so much there that we have we barely even touched any of this stuff, and I feel like. Ever since we found out about Verdot's past, I feel like now, like, okay, we're starting to pick up a little bit more and, you know, like, what are these characters doing here? What's, what, what's the deal? (laughs) What's the deal with Elfie? Uh, (laughs) And uh, we still don't quite know just yet. 
uh, aside from, you know, she was experimented on by our good old pal Hojo. Hojo. I, for a second, I almost said Jojo. Jojo. Uh, <laughs> our good old pal Jojo. And uh, I'm, I'm curious to see uh, going forward where exactly it's going to go from here because it seems like they were going to try and do like a big info dump on us. And like they're definitely there's definitely a lot of stuff going on, for sure. But I feel like they were like, uh, yeah, she's got materia, and she's always had these sort of headaches, and now ever since she, you know, ever since Verdo was like, hey, you're my daughter, she's now now she's freaking out even more, and uh, we we noticed that uh, Sears is like, well. I don't really give a shit about any of this other stuff. I just want to protect Elfie. And we're like, okay. So we, obviously, Elfie is important to Sears. And I think we they kind of, you know, hinted at that before. Where it seems he, that he's more concerned about her safety than, you know, the mission or the, the greater, the greater good. Right. The, 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 the good old cause. And, uh, you know, as we'll see here. Um, he's like, yeah, you know, I don't really care about Fujito. I don't really care about all this other stuff. I mean, I mean, I, well, he cares that Fujito's trying to kill the planet <laughs> or destroy. Yeah. Well, I guess not really destroy the planet, but destroy life on the planet by, and, and thus curing the planet of its, of its curse. And, you know, you know how that old story goes, you know, kill everyone on the planet and the planet will be, Hey, we're good. We don't have the, <laughs> we don't have the cancer of humanity on us anymore. But yeah, Fujito's basically an anti-humanist scum. Um, <laughs> basically. Which, but, I mean, yeah. I kind of was expecting. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's I what mean, a lot of... I mean, what evil scientist isn't an anti-humanist scum? Um, like, u- like, ultimately, I feel like a lot of the villains in FF7 kind of boiled down to like, yeah, I think everyone needs to die. And, and everyone just has their own special reasons as to why <laughs> that is, right. you know? Um, not necessarily that it's a bad thing, but it makes it more interesting at the prospect that some of these uh, characters may team up in the future if they realize, you know, if a certain uh, silver-haired fox out there with a big sword is like, hmm, there are all these people throughout Final Fantasy history that want the similar goal to me? Hmm, that's interesting. Maybe I'll do a uh, Spider-Man No Way Home <laughs> of, of, of but Final Fantasy Seven, and pull uh, we'll pull all the all the major villains from all the compilation material, and we'll have to fight them all. <laughs> That's uh, you know maybe I think maybe I'm going a little too crazy. Might, <laughs> might be, be a little, might be. Let's, might be. Let's, we could we could we can dial it back. Let's really we let's reel it back, back in. We can we'll dial, dial it back, back in. I flashback here. We're I'm very easily. Yeah. Easily excited when it comes to this stuff. Exactly, <laughs> my brain's way too eager to just be like, "Oh, but what if the what if things just went absolutely apeshit crazy <laughs> for no reason?" Um, so yeah, we do. We finally the the scene that I was alluding to earlier, where um, Sears is asking Shotgun, like, "Hey, so why do you do that? Why do you why do you work with the Turks?" And uh, you know, she, we don't really. She doesn't get to answer him just yet, but uh, we get uh, the the literal fade into sepia tone flashback from good old Sears, who you know, Shin, you know, obviously Shinra killed his parents, and he was you know left to be on the streets. You know, he's just wanted to. His hatred wouldn't go away, as the as we're told here, and all he did was fight. And then, well, he, he had basically he was like a leader of like a bunch of like bandits, yeah, like a gang bees. leader, basically, yeah. basically a, a bunch dead leader of, uh, where they would do a bunch of different hits. So like if there was like, you know, a uh, a truck hauling a bunch of cash, or there was something where they could score like that, they basically would work together. Um, <laughs> it didn't have to be Shinra, even though like his hatred was for Shinra, he'd kind of fallen into a place where it was more yeah, about just, survival and yeah, know, surviving yeah. and yeah, it's like yeah, maybe yeah, we just rob and steal and do whatever we want just to survive. Right. You know, that, that, that old tale. 
complete uh, complete with sad music too. I like. <laughs> yeah, but then they, then they bump very... into Elfie here, who completely just yeah. dominates them in battle to the point that yeah, Shears, Shears and... doesn't even bother kind of giving it an attempt. Sure, you know. Um, yeah, he's he like, kind of reads. It's, the... it's so it's such an anime thing of like. You know, they run, you know, they're supposed to just be on a regular job. And of course, you know, the, the people that they're trying to steal from are Elfie and Fujito. Uh, and, you know, Elfie takes out all the other goons in uh, in Sears' uh, squad or his little, his little gang. And he's like, all right, well, how dare you fight my dudes? How dare you rough up my men? And goes in and then, you know, Elfie, Elfie obviously... Uh, beats the shit out of him and he's like i couldn't even her blade was so fast i couldn't even see it and then she's like why do you why do you fight people and, <laughs> which actually i guess is a good parallel because of like you know him uh sears asking shotgun of why she's with the turks i guess of course would have made him think about this moment for him mm-hmm. where elfie is like why do you why do you steal money from people <laughs> you know yeah, and then Alfie and basically offers that. him to join the crew, which, yeah, and you know, if you're again, an endless bandit who's just stealing from people, joining some crew looking to take on the company that you blame for ruining your life seems pretty appealing. So yeah, he jumped and, uh, right in know, from there. Again, another a very anime thing of like, oh man, you're really strong. I want to follow you and help you, I don't know, pursue your dreams or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll gladly give my life for you because you beat my ass once uh very very <laughs> very persona-esque um but yeah i, I like it. it's and it, i didn't quite know what to expect in terms of like oh you know they were gonna have like this huge grand meeting or something like that but it was i like how it was kind of just like you know they they just crossed paths and that was it you know like they just had this one moment you know, together, and there's like, oh yeah, like it was all from there. I knew that m- what my mission was, sort of thing. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, she provided meaning for him. You know, he didn't feel yeah. like he had. It seems anyway, didn't feel like he had an actual means of getting back at Shinra, which is why he was just being yeah. your textbook like, bandit. Oh, I'm just, yeah, I'm a thug. Right, and then basically gonna, she comes along, and she's guy. got this whole congregation of people. She's walking around with this scientist, and suddenly he could be a part of something bigger. Hmm. Yeah, because he was pretty much pretty much aimless before, and uh, yeah, I kind of I kind of like uh, characters like that, that you know have that sort of like I didn't really have this I didn't really have much going on, and it's like obviously Sears is not like an evil person, you know he just had a, a lot of bad stuff happen to him, but right. you know then he finds he finds that motivation and meaning inside of Elfie and being like oh I'm. I have a reason to live now because like Sears, obviously I feel like if he kept going down that road, he eventually was going to cross somebody that wasn't as so um, <laughs> nice as Elfie and would probably actually legit kill him. So, you know, it was something that probably saved his life potentially, oh, yeah. at least for now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's definitely that sort of reborn aspect of it. And it's like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm glad that we're getting this level of characterization for Sears because he was severely lacking it. <laughs> oh yeah, pretty much all the Avalanche, the the big Avalanche three in this game have, you know, slightly. I mean, we've gotten a little bit from for Fajito and uh, Elfie, and I feel like there's definitely going to be we're going to explore Elfie and Fujito a lot more because I like that we learned from this flashback that her and Fujito were you know, together doing stuff before they met Sears. Yeah. You know, so it was like, so they had, they already had a history before Sears came into the picture. So like, that's, that was a little interesting thing of like, oh, so, you know, how, like, how exactly did they meet? I mean, at, at some point I'm sure we'll get that, like of where, like where Fujito came across Elfie and all this, all the, all these other unanswered questions <laughs> that we are being thrusted upon us at this point. We're like, wait, hold these other things that I wasn't considering before. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm thinking about, and I'm sure it'll be all answered within, you know, thirty thousand lines of dialogue at the end of this game. <laughs> I can't wait for the the final chapters of this game to <laughs> just be 
all right, here's 20 minutes of dialogue, just uninterrupted, uh, where they're, like, gonna break down everything. But, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, at this point, we, uh, are still, we're still fighting our way through the reactor. Still coming across everything. Things are, the, the reactor's starting to break down more and more. There's JPEGs of girders falling everywhere. <laughs> Well, we get a, uh, I like that it took until chapter 17, but we get a little, uh, like, Turk's rally cry that Shotgun repeats a couple times, that uh, a Turk always finishes their mission, no mm. matter what. No matter what. It's definitely not foreshadowing for anything bad. Not <laughs> at all. Yeah, and then we, we approach... Uh, the segment of this chapter that I was kind of alluding to in the beginning of like, man, it's really like the, the impact and the weight of the thing that is happening is kind of diminished by the, the technical limitations of this game. But we, we are, have to make our grand escape as you know, the, the reactors crumbling down around us and, you know, the walkways literally crumbling behind us. And it seems, you know, I don't, I just, it's one of those things that kind of, it took me out of it a little bit <laughs> because yeah. of just like, oh, it's just the, the ground's literally just like disappearing <laughs> behind them. And it's just, I don't know. They, they bless them. They've done their best, but I'm like, man, this would be so much more. And there's even a moment like at the end where Sears is like, he falls down and, you know, it's supposed to be like this, like super over the top dramatic sort of uh, escape sequence, and it just it doesn't it doesn't carry that <laughs> that level of what you would expect the the you know like what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not necessarily the game's fault. Like I said, I think it's just the technical limitations and stuff that they had. They, they definitely tried the best that they could, but it just it definitely is not doesn't have that same weight to me that I feel like it's trying to have but with that being said we get to this moment um <laughs> as we're we're about to get to the exit and uh you know they're on this walkway leading to the door and we see the doors there and then oh no the the walkway kind of gives out right before the door and like oh no well you know Sears is injured and you know shotgun had a girder fall on her fucking head <laughs> as oh, they were yeah. trying to escape and she's like nah, I'm cool don't worry about it <laughs> I thought that was hilarious <laughs> just like oh god because it's just like the way that it's represented in the game is like this giant pipe you know this giant metal girder falls down on top of her head she's like ah, I'm cool don't worry about it uh, <laughs> and uh, you know there's now there's this gap between them and the exit and they're like oh my god what are we going to do and uh, Sears is like well uh you better carry on my dream shotgun as he pulls his fist back to punch shotgun out of the reactor, um, which to, was like the crowning moment of this chapter for me, hands down. Um, and it fits all, so much in with all the other times where this game has, it's not meant to be funny. It's totally not meant to be funny. It's meant to be serious and dramatic. But just the way of, like, him just... He's like, hey, shotgun, uh, live on my dream for me. <laughs> just Falcon punches her out of the reactor. <laughs> and it's just so unintentionally funny. But obviously, uh, you know, this... this I, I mean, I'm not sure if this is the end of Sears or not. But it's definitely heavily implied that it is. It'd be a fitting end, personally. Yeah, because, like, I mean, I wonder, it, it, as we learned more about Sears in this, you know, this chapter, I feel like if this was the end of him, I feel like it would be okay. Um, I, I, you know, obviously I'd want to see him, you know, be do a little bit more because he hasn't really done that much in this story. And I feel like in, as we, now we're just finally starting to learn about him and, and what he's all about. It's like, oh, well, we'll just kill him now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he got he got sewn on, basically. <laughs> of like, oh, no, you had too much character development. I guess you need to die now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe to show up later. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I, I, I like that he as he's doing this and he's, you know, the, the platform's crumbling away and he's backing up and he's like, ah. Eh. 
I guess the Turks rubbed off on me. <laughs> Which, you know. Hey. Hey. <laughs> but, you know, it's meant to be like, oh, hey. It, it, I, I could imagine him also being like, yeah, I guess we're not so different after all. <laughs> or something, you know, something like that. It's definitely meant to be um, that sort of way. And then, uh, yeah, then, yeah, he's... You know, he falls into the abyss of the reactor. I don't, I still don't know if that is him gone for good. I think they were trying to maybe make it seem like that. And I know the way these games operate. <laughs> they, they like to be like, oh, no, I died. Wait, no, I didn't. You thought I, bitch, you thought I was dead. <laughs> but it turns out I'm actually okay. And I, it was I was a clone this whole time. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. God, I hope I hope that's not the case. Um, but yeah, then we see uh, a nice little we get a nice scene. little yeah yeah a nice little cutaway where you know shotgun is outside of the reactor and Rito and Root are there waiting for her still after all this time. And it's just like yeah, there's another you know little end cap to like what we were talking about earlier of you know the the Turks the Turks really care about each other. In a in a way that I feel like is you usurps Shinra. You know, it's like they they don't necessarily care about Shinra. They would do like if you know if they were like gonna ever go rogue at some point, and you know maybe splinter off from Shinra. Which I mean that would be that would be a cool storyline, and I hope that we would see that maybe at some point. But you know, it seems like they have a strong enough brotherhood where they're like, they don't really trust Shinra and they don't particularly like Shinra or like what they do. But, you know, it was kind of the reason that they became a family, oh, you know? Yeah. So they, the, the reason that they have that bond. So I don't know. I, I, I like that they have explored that a little bit because, you know, obviously one of my biggest gripes, I think from OG was that we didn't get enough of the Turks and because I think the Turks are really fucking cool, <laughs> and mm-hmm. they're they're like in terms of like the the different like groups of Final Fantasy VII, I feel like they're definitely the ones that I gravitated more towards the most uh, out of all the other. Like I mean, obviously our main party and whatever is cool, and you know there's some other like other characters and stuff that I like, but I don't know. I always I always gravitated towards the Turks because I just I'm like. They're just like these badasses and they're, you know, they just don't give a fuck, <laughs> you know, and they just, right. I don't know. I, I feel like always from OG to now, I always was like, oh man, I like the Turks. And I, it really is interesting to me that, you know, even though I knew that this game was Turk centric, I was like, eh, it's, you know, I thought this game was basically just like fan fiction <laughs> for the most part. Um, but, you know, obviously with all this uh, future knowledge that we have now, uh, it makes it way more exciting and enticing to me because I'm like, oh, so maybe maybe there's going to be more. Maybe there's going to be more of the... Or maybe we'll have a little bit more focus on the Turks. Maybe we'll have, you know, we'll have the... Uh, we'll have Roche but a Turk <laughs> going on. Mm-hmm. Some I want, I want some of that energy going on in uh, in Remake going forward. But, uh, yeah, with uh, with finally... Finally out of Corel, for now, at least. Um, although I do believe that we actually might be, like, for real done with Corel, which would be interesting um, considering that they were setting up all the other stuff <laughs> with uh, with Scarlet going there. And I stuff. mean, they might just they might just have it so that all that happens off-screen, because, like, we all know what happens with Scarlet we, yeah, going Yeah, we know. There. You know, which is interesting considering that they could have... Well, I guess... You know, I, I, I always go back to the Nibelheim incident and being like, we didn't really need to see all that. We didn't have to have a full chapter dedicated to it. But it is it is a very, like, pivotal moment in the Final Fantasy VII story. And, mm-hmm. like, I get that. And there was a little bit, like, you know, we were saying earlier how that was the beginning of, like, even, you know, this whole... We were just talking about all this brotherhood and stuff that the, uh, that the Turks have. And I feel like that was kind of our first real example of it. You know, obviously we knew like Reno and rude had, you know, like a, like a bromance thing going on. And, you know, this was the time where it's like, no, we actually like the Turks as a, as a, as a group, like they, it's not, it's not just a thing between one or two of them. It's like, they all kind of have that, 
that allegiance to each other, you know? Oh, yeah. And that was kind of that, you know, thinking about it now, hey, maybe that Nibelheim chapter uh, isn't as bad. <laughs> but, yeah, I think maybe with the Corel stuff, you know, with all the other stuff that we've seen thus far, maybe probably is some of the stuff that we could be like, oh, okay, you know, we can, we can sort of go past that stuff, or maybe we'll come back to it. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure yet, but I, I don't see at this point why we would. Um, because you know Barrett still has to hold that rock, so yeah, <laughs> he's got to hold that rock for a little bit longer. But it would, you know, honestly, it would have been nice to see. Um, sort of like his reaction to, um, the, the reactor getting blown up and things like that. And, you know, obviously we know he's alive and well, but, uh, or at least for, <laughs> for now, uh, he's at least, uh, in one piece still, uh, as far as we know. Yeah. But, uh, it, I don't know. I've honestly, I feel like out of all the sort of returning main, uh, party characters that we've seen so far in this game, I feel like Barrett got the shortest end of the stick so far, <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, we still there's still other characters that we uh, from the party that we haven't met yet, which I don't. I'm assuming we would at some point, but not yet. But maybe, maybe, maybe really soon. Maybe, maybe I'm playing dumb. <laughs> maybe I'm playing dumb right now. <laughs> but anyways, um, to uh, just to to get back onto the on track here. Uh, we get we're on we're back at Shinra HQ, good old Shinra HQ, and uh, we get old Sung talking to good old Grandpa Shinra, and he's like, "Oh yes, you've done a great job. You've done a fine job capturing my son." <laughs> and uh, yeah, we cut back to to Rufus being in his little secret room. Uh, and I, I like that he's, yeah, he's just like, in a in a nice prison cell, basically. <laughs> he's got a, he's yeah. got a nice couch in there. Um, and yeah, we get to see, uh, you know, we sort of, they reiterate like, hey, none of the other executives should know about this. And, uh, I mean, hey, it's kind of amazing that they keep that shit a secret for all of, uh, all the events of FF7 and beyond i guess even though i think at a certain point with the events of ff7 it doesn't really matter that right. rufus was helping out avalanche but you know still I've, i i like how that you know i mean obviously this stuff came up technically after all that other all the stuff that we had already seen up to this point but um it definitely is a a, a crazy <laughs> crazy like thing that i was so baffled by that they they're just like yeah so the Turks knew this whole time that he was, you know, this the shadow leader of Avalanche basically, and that they're just like yeah whatever, you know. Well, I think a lot well, of it too is that um, a number of them had you know something to gain from Rufus gaining in power, right? Mm-hmm. Like at least we could speak for Song, Reno, and Rude, where you know them keeping hush hush about it would eventually just lead to, in a sense, a kind of promotion for them if Rufus yeah. got away with it, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. And uh, I feel like, you know, it doesn't necessarily, like, them, you know, outing Rufus, I mean, at this point, especially considering that uh, Avalanche as a, as a whole isn't really as much of a threat. I mean, they're definitely still a threat, but they're not like a... You know, they're not like a giant army anymore. I mean, they definitely right. have a lot of dudes, and it's like... But I feel like at this point, I mean, their their leadership has basically crumbled, and it's kind of just like... It's just Fujito now and Elfie, I guess, but, you know, Verdo's trying to go after her, so I don't know how long that's even going to last. Mm-hmm. And we already sort of, between Sears and Shotgun, already starting to see that, you know, eh, maybe we can sort of come together and, you know, band... Because Fujito's actually the real bad guy, and we're not really the bad guys. We were just, you know, kind of like you. We were just working with the fucked up bad guy. <laughs> and we had our own ideals and things that we were doing. And just so happened to get caught up in this fucked up evil plan that's going to kill everyone on the planet. But, you know, that, as you know, that happens to all of us. <laughs> so, you know, I think we can forgive him. But, um, yeah, as uh, as Sung is talking to uh, President Shinra, kind of giving him a, a, a briefing of all the stuff that happened, uh, we learned that Shotgun is... Uh, pretty messed up. I mean, she got, you know, she got, 
<laughs> Falcon punched out of a reactor and had multiple pieces of debris falling on her and fell to the bottom of a reactor from God knows what height. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, bad, I'm surprised. Bad combination. That the, I'm, <laughs> yeah, she was. It, it was not Shotgun's day, and uh, even less so for Sears, <laughs> uh, who may or may not uh, be uh, resting in pepperonis right now, but we don't know. <laughs> we don't but, know. What we do know now is that there is a what what does President Shinra call them exactly? The uh, the Turks the the Advanced Detachment Group of the Turks, and you're like, hmm, okay, so maybe now is the point. And this is something that I was kind of maybe alluding to um, in last chapter because I was like, if they were gonna kill off Shotgun and the, like, are we gonna play as a different character? moving forward and it's like maybe i don't know maybe now because we're and we've my complaints are well known (laughs) uh on this podcast of like we need to see more turks because i know there's more of them out there and we've only met like three of them so far and i'm like oh okay cool so maybe we'll, we'll finally get to meet more turks maybe we'll be controlling a different character moving forward and have from a different perspective that is remained to be seen but uh it's definitely interesting um, and I thought that was kind of going to be their big, um, their big, uh, cliffhanger for this, but the actual cliffhanger for this is, uh, President Shinra being like, hey, so, you know, Song, you're, you're the new leader of the Turks again. <laughs> I know, Sung has been the leader of the Turks like three different, three separate times now, mm-hmm. um, with all the other crazy events going on. And, uh, you know, he's basically being like, Hey, so, you know, being the leader of the Turks means that you're being privy to, uh, a lot of secret information. And so, you know, you know, because of that, the only way that you can leave the Turks now is by dying. So I'm going to need you to go ahead and find Verdo and kill him <laughs> because he knows too much information about Shinra. And I like that set literally like, hey, Sung, congratulations on your promotion to the head of the Turks. Uh, I got your first job here, and it's to kill your old boss. <laughs> uh, which is, you know, the old Catch-22, of course. And, I mean, they kind well, of... Well, I mean, how else are you going to prove that you're loyal? Yeah, how else Yeah, how else can you prove your loyalty? Um, and, uh, you know, of course, Sung is uh, begrudgingly agrees, but... Does he really though? <laughs> he we he only really is uh, kind of saying you know oh, yes yeah yeah don't worry President Shinra yeah I'll totally kill him don't worry about it uh, even though I do I highly doubt that if I mean if Verdo because I don't know if Verdo lives uh, at the end of this game I'm I'm hoping he does but at the same time he also has that sort of um, <laughs> I'm gonna die in a fancy way energy. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's going to have a very poetic death or something that he's going to die uh, protecting Elfie, perhaps, or something. And I, I, I don't know for certain. I'm just <laughs> just kind of shooting in the breeze here because I've I've uh, ingested a lot of media over the course of my life. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's kind of our big cliffhanger for this uh, for this chapter. And, you know. Not as strong as uh, some of the other cliffhangers that we've had <laughs> no. uh, in this game so far. But, you know, overall, I kind of like this chapter. Um, it, it's definitely, it was more on the, you know, sort of slimmer side in terms of, like, actual, like, plot progression. But, you know, I think it was a good sort of, like, uh, cool-off chapter from the last one that was kind of like... Oh, it was kind of building itself up to be like a regular, like, oh, hey, we're going to, oh, we're going to have fun times with Barrett in a cave. And then it turns into being like this big, you know, oh my God, it's <laughs> Rufus is here. And then wait, now he's getting double crossed by Avalanche and Elfie is Felicia and Felicia is Verdot's daughter. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> just literally just all, all just kind of thrown on top of us at the last minute. So it was kind mm-hmm. of. It was nice to have a little bit of a of a break <laughs> from that stuff, and that we weren't just, you know, sticking our head in the oven for that much longer. Because that was a lot of shit to drop on us, seemingly out of nowhere. <laughs> so I'm glad that we had a little bit of time, and you know, we definitely learned a, a a little bit about, you know, Sears and a little bit about Fujito, and we well, we know his true intentions now, which you know, 
I should have expected was, to, you know, he was he gave off maniacal scientist vibes uh, this whole time, and I knew he got he got along uh, with Hojo a little too well. So I, I definitely like I, if it was anything less of him wanting to just you know kill everyone on the planet, uh, I'd be a little disappointed if I'm being honest. Yeah, at this point, so, at this you point, know, you I have think to imagine. I was uh, I was full heartedly like him the the. The twist of Rufus being the the traitor was more of a shock to me than Fujito being like the the, the true bad guy, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is the this is the real big bad that we have to go against, and you know, I'm I'm interested to see how it's gonna go from here because we don't really know where, you know, we don't know where they're going at this point. They don't really have like a base anymore, so. You know, well, well, I'm definitely sure we'll meet up with them again. But uh, do you have any thoughts? Any other uh, things that you, you liked or didn't like about this chapter? Or? Uh, you know, given the last few chapters, like you mentioned, it's definitely a little bit lighter. Um, mm-hmm. But anytime we can learn more about the before crisis new characters, I'm in. Like at mm-hmm. this point, as much fun as it is to see the Sids and the Yuffies and the Barretts. I think we've I reached a point. New. I think we've reached a point where I want to see the Turks and I want to see Avalanche. Yeah. That's what I'm here to yeah. see. In this game that is the the where the Turks are the main characters, I want to know more about the Turks. <laughs> I want right. to, and we're we are getting it. We're definitely getting it like piece by piece, and I feel like it is sort of exponentially getting. We're getting more and more stuff, and you know now that we have, we're gonna get some more Turks next time, and. Uh, just to, for full transparency's sake, I did look a little bit into the next chapter, um, because I was sort of interested to see where we were going to be heading from here, and uh, things, there, things happen. There's, right. <laughs> stuff, stuff is, exci- there's exciting stuff on the horizon. Uh, you know, not to, not to bait the audience again. <laughs> um, you know, but maybe I'm trying to compensate for this chapter's sort of lackluster sort of uh, hook of like, oh no, we gotta go kill Verdot and totally not kill him and, you know, be like, hey, we'll, we'll be, you know, we'll be like, yeah, he, he's gone, don't worry about it, you'll never see him again, but he's really, you know, I, who knows, maybe he will die. <laughs> I don't know, I hope he doesn't, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. And uh, I think, I think with that, uh, I think we can, we can close the book on chapter 17, before crisis and uh definitely look forward to the next one we're gonna we're gonna take a little break um from before crisis uh and next episode uh we're going to do uh a deep dive on our good old pal namura Mm. and we'll definitely uh i'm excited for that as well i i always love our little deep dives on the uh on the crew the square enix crew Mm -hmm. that uh made all this stuff possible to begin with, I guess. And, uh, yeah, and then we'll, uh, unless something else uh, comes up, we'll we'll be back on to Before Crisis uh, after that. So look forward to that. Hopefully uh, we'll stick around. And, uh, yeah, I guess um, without any further ado, uh, Nick, you want to count us down this time? I would love to. Are you ready for it? Oh, I am so ready. Excellent. Three. Three. Two. two one. One. Da, 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 da.